0: Yeah, so this guy, I'm laying with him on the floor the other day, like the second day I had him here. And uh, he just lays on his back and flips over Hmm. and shows me his belly. So that's, you know, with animals, that's a good thing, right? Usually. Yeah. Submissive. Right. So I go to pet his belly. Oh, he don't like that. Just like Joker said, not (laughs) one bit. (laughs) He grabbed my hand with all of his claws. sunk his teeth in and went to town. I'm like, yo, yelling, he finally lets go, and then he has the balls, because he still has them until this Friday, to walk like 10 feet away from me, sit down on the floor, he does this, and just closes his eyes, licking his lips. Like, that tasted good. (laughs) I need more of that blood.
1: Yeah, Sleep with one eye open, human.
0: (laughs) So he's locked in the basement. He can't get me while I'm sleeping, thank God. (laughs) <laughs> he came upstairs today and just looked around for a minute because he knows we have a dog. I kind of liked him to have free run of the house, but I'm afraid that him and the dog would get into it since he isn't out. He must have been at someone's house because he's way too friendly yeah. to not to just be a straight up feral. But anyways, all right, here we go in five. <laughs> Hi, Brandon.
1: Hi, Mike. How's allergy season treating you? Not good. (laughs) Not good. I'm going to take this opportunity to apologize to everybody. (laughs) If you're watching the video, you're going to see me blow my nose and Uh, wipe it throughout the show. And if you're listening, I'm going to sneeze or cough. It's going to happen. Don't forget. I'll try to mute the mic. Yeah, push your cough button like in radio. I don't think I don't think I have a cough button. Hold on. If I just continue to talk and I do this, can you can you hear me now? Oh, yeah. Okay.
0: <laughs> Didn't work at all.
1: Okay, so that's not. That's out. The, uh, yeah, that's, that's not. I'll just turn button. the knob all the way down.
0: All right. Speaking of knobs, welcome to episode 43.
1: woo What the fuck does that have to do with a knob?
0: I don't know. Some guy that's a knob Where's number 43, I'm sure, in a professional fashion somewhere. He's a dick or a knob. Whatever. I don't know. It's 43. <laughs> what? Matt Cain,
1: when he first came to the majors, wore number 43. Fun fact. Did he? Yes, he did. Before he went to number 18.
0: Okay. So uh, there you go. I, I, I'm i looking at the flag picture you sent to, to me with the cowboy. The cowboy flag. That might be, Um, I'm pretty sure that's Beth and John Dutton uh, on their horses. I could be. It looks like them. Did you do that with the laser? I
1: did. Look
0: at you. My laser's still sitting over there. I got light burn now. Just haven't looked hey. at anything.
1: I have no idea yeah, what so I'm that's doing. that's gonna with go it. Uh, to somebody that just recently. I can't remember if they bought a house or sold a house. Okay. But uh, that'll be going to them. Cool.
0: It looks cool, man. Um, I I didn't know if you posted that on your IG page because I haven't seen
1: it. At some point I probably did. I don't know, man. I'm sorry, man. I'm so busy that. with this damn kitchen.
0: Oh, I just dropped my <laughs> water cap. I can't put it back on my bottle. So I hope the cat doesn't knock the water over on the control board.
1: That would be bad. Tragic.
0: That would be bad. <laughs> that might end that cat's life.
1: Live on air.
0: Yeah. Shh, don't say that. So oh. people are wondering. Yeah, I do have a cat now, a shop cat, and this is a cat that I was speaking to Brandon about. That I saw at work a number of weeks ago and bet someone ten bucks that I could pet it. Never got my money, but I got the cat.
1: Oh, so we welched on the bet, huh?
0: They welched on the bet. I'm not gonna say names. Just gonna put that out there. That someone owes me ten bucks.
1: You should just start sending him bills. Like leave him a bill <laughs> in his mailbox at work and then leave another one yeah. on the windshield of his patrol car. Nice. And then just have them all, like, just have a stack of them. Every time you go to a call, like, if he leaves his car unlocked, yeah. just set it inside the car. Awesome.
0: <laughs> Usually, if they leave their cars unlocked, we steal the MDT just to teach them a lesson.
1: Oh, we'll move the entire car. That's what we do with the recruits. Well, if you that's leave if they
0: leave the, the keys in the car.
1: No. You just leave it unlocked. We will move the car. And uh, then are all your find
0: it. cars keyed the same? Well, how are you moving the car without a key? I'm curious. The
1: FTO has a spare. Oh, Okay, because we care. have had. I don't carry spare Lock training. the keys in the car with somebody in the back seat.
0: Oh, get out!
1: <laughs> yeah, that happens.
0: Oh, that's pretty funny. I've left my. I've run out of my squad and not locked the door. And then when I got back in the car, I've seen my partner driving away laughing. And then I go to punch something in the computer, and the computer's gone. That's happened.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so that's what you do, right? We try and teach yeah. lessons. We are a lesson-teaching business. There were some lessons not learned in Baltimore as I just finished watching We Own This City.
1: I still haven't had a chance to start it.
0: Holy shit, dude. Get on that shit. But I still, now now I'm behind on, I finished Ozark since we last spoke. Okay. Haven't started Stranger Things yet. I haven't
1: watched a single episode of that show ever.
0: Oh, you're missing out. Or the Orville. I, I might go back and watch it now. And we haven't started. Uh, I did start Obi Wan Kenobi.
1: So did we? All right. I like it so far.
0: Yeah, I watched the first three episodes in a row because it, it had been out for three weeks apparently because I was been so busy at work. Well, so. the first two came out a Wednesday, a Friday, Wednesday, right? The twenty seventh, like Friday, Wednesday,
1: and then yeah, and yeah. then uh, episode three came out like Wednesday hey, or Wednesday. something like that. Yeah, the twenty seventh. But I'm going to go see Top Gun tomorrow.
0: Oh, you, ah, man, my buddy at work's asking me to go and. I don't we're have time going to the danger
1: zone.
0: Nice. I can't wait to go. I'm going to go to the IMAX cuz there's one right by me. I'm so excited. Uh, I'm looking forward to doing that. Uh, my daughter turned 26 on the 27th. No. Oh,
1: happy birthday.
0: Thank you. So we were out uh celebrating that that whole weekend, you know. So I will get to that uh The Boys started and I haven't watched started that yet. Either. So it's like Stranger Things and The Boys have started. And so I'm trying to finish we own the city and then I'll move on to the next.
1: It's hard to watch like for me to get time to watch the adult shows yeah. because you right. know kids.
0: Right. Especially if you and Annie want to watch it together. You gotta
1: Yeah, we got a three day window.
0: Right. Yeah. So it's like just do nothing else in the house. Yeah. Or or just binge T V
1: shows. Yeah. So uh how was your week? So it's uh so I'm back so okay at the start of last shift, I was on midnights on my favorite channel in one of my favorite districts. like channel seven a, that is channel six. Oh, I was close. you were. So then I left that channel to go to my second favorite channel, channel four. They're
0: where all I became ne- an FTO. they're all even numbered channels, so that's good so far.
1: Yeah so now I am back on channel six where the world makes sense ah. So very busy. Uh, so I, I've, I've been to a ton of calls, but um, the one that stands out was how we ended our week this past week. Uh, we ended with a murder, murder, murder. Not just one. Well, I was only there for one. The other okay. one came out as I was driving. No, I was walking out of the building. You were done with the shift. Yeah, I was done with the shift. I was walking out of the building because I didn't get out of work till like 3, 3.30. Okay. And then I think I got home around like 4.30. But that's when the, the second murder murdered. happened. Are but, these uh,
0: nice people that are getting murdered or just scumbags?
1: Well, the second guy was a nice guy. Well, okay. I don't know him personally, but he was just of like some, some poor schmuck <laughs> yeah, that worked a at city. Safeway.
0: Oh, he was a uh, Safeway employee. Did he sell a rotten cucumber or something?
1: No, I'm I'm guessing and this is all hypothetical on Conjecture. my part because I wasn't there for this case. Right, uh, I'm assuming it was a beer run gone wrong. He went for a beer run. No, I think somebody went for a beer run and he tried to stop them, and they said, "Pow." Oh, well, why would someone my-
0: stop someone from going for beer?
1: I don't know. I mean, eventually as somebody who used to work in retail and had people try and steal things, like eventually you just kind of get tired of people being allowed to do that shit.
0: Oh, you don't mean like me and you are hanging out and I go, Hey man, I'm going on a beer run, meaning I'm going to purchase beer.
1: No. So, so in our city, we call a beer run. When you go into the store, you grab beer and then you run like hell.
0: (laughs) Okay. Not the beer run I'm used to. It's a theft. Okay. Thank you.
1: (laughs) Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Retail theft. Yeah, so, I mean, that's my theory, because this is a really nice neighborhood that this happened in. Like, this kind of thing doesn't, it's not typical.
0: So he was shot at the Safeway on a beer run?
1: Yes. Someone took offense to the beer run. I'm assuming that he tried to interrupt the beer run.
0: Oh, he was trying to play Good Samaritan, unlike Jerry Seinfeld, when the fat guy was getting robbed. Yes. And then they they (laughs) set him straight, unfortunately. Yeah. See, it doesn't pay to play Good Samaritan. It doesn't. Be an and expert witness people. and call the police yeah. and give a good description. That's what your responsibility is.
1: Don't get involved. It's not worth your life. And no. I tell people that all the time. Like, look, it's not worth that case of beer. $12. Dollars.
0: Guy lost his life. And it wasn't even his 12 bucks that they were stealing.
1: No, I don't even so know how I much always, a
0: case is right now. <laughs> I'm just putting 12 bucks out there. I, I have no idea. I, well,
1: I don't know if it was a six-pack or 12-pack. I don't even yeah. know that it was a damn beer run. All right. I'm just assuming. You don't have to assume, Brandon. I make an ass out of you and me. But the that. homicide I went to, we at least uh, apprehended a suspect. Giddy up. Who was, cur- was currently in jail.
0: Congratulations. I have something for you. For that. I, hadn't, I, had, I had
1: nothing to do with that. <laughs> I, would, I would love to say that, yeah, I ran him down, tackled him, threw the cuts yeah. on him, and tossed him in the back of the car. It's not what happened. Not what happened. <laughs> <laughs> he kind of fell into your lap. Yeah, just kind of. Well, I didn't even put the cuffs on him. He was. I think he was already in custody by the time I landed on the scene because the call came out super weird. Yeah. But to where you're like, oh, this is a bullshit call. This is a bullshit call. And all of a sudden, like, yeah, someone's calling in, and they're, this is what they're describing. You go, what? 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 <laughs> oh crap! No. So, that was that was my week, but the and, and we'll get to yours. But I know the main thing that we had talked about wanting to discuss was. Uh, Since our last show, there have been, what four, five? Yeah, yeah, way too damn many uh, mass shootings. And in one of those cases, there's a lot of criticism being thrown at law enforcement. So I, I thought that would be something for us to kind of get into a little bit without getting into, you know, like trade secrets or tactics or something like that. Just maybe so people can have a better understanding of how we operate and what maybe the root cause of some of this stuff is. But how was, how was, how was your week, Mike?
0: Uh, my two weeks were very busy and we'll have to split it up into like the next four episodes. But uh, at work, I, I'll talk about one thing. I, I gave this person a name that my wife had to write down in her phone to share with friends. Cause I don't know if I, it was like bitch, cunt, fuck, whatever the hell it was. It was like <laughs> 10 words long <laughs> And my wife had to say, hold on, can you repeat that? I need to tell, I need to tell so-and-so about that. I'm like, all right, whatever. So she wrote that down on her phone. I meant for her to text it to me so I could share it with my fans and listeners and you. But uh, since we don't have any fans, we just have listeners. We'll have to wait to get that description from her. But um, (laughs) so the, I put it down. Oh, actually we have a few things here. One, I got a cat. That was a big thing for me. I I captured the cat. So he's here. Um, People are like, you know. My buddy Danny said, just leave him out there so he gets killed by a car. And Gio said, I'm, I'm upsetting the evolution of life by removing the cat from the wild where he would have been eaten by wolves or whatever the hell they're called. And who are you to play God? And then I'm having his balls
1: cut off on Friday. So I'm, I'm meaner. So insult to injury. One, you're, ups- you're upsetting the natural order of things. The circle and of life. Two, two you're going to chop his balls off.
0: Yes, which he's looking right now next to me at the table. <laughs> well, he might as well. The clock's ticking. <laughs> they are going away soon in four more days. <sighs> um, so his name is Mittens. He's adorable. Uh, but debatable. Yeah, debatable. <sighs> Went on a road trip for a prisoner. Tell you about that next time. Uh, so we get this call of a – this is the one I'll just talk about real quick. Get a call for a fight between a man and a woman. It wasn't my call. We have a rookie now who's being trained. It was my buddy Danny's call, but since the rookie's there, you know, he's going to take everything. So rookie shows up first. Danny shows up. Danny sees this chick on top of this guy, just giving him the business, like Captain <laughs> America and Iron Man, and uh, gets, breaks him up. Two Hispanic dudes who speak barely any English, and this Russian chick, Russian chick. We find out later, when we find out after we arrested her, that she's from Russia. Was so, her name Natasha. Is not the Natasha. In Russia. the
1: Russia hooker beat you. <laughs>
0: yes, they do. <laughs> uh, I was waiting for that all week. Yeah. Um. So this chick is beyond disgusting, first of all. All right. Well, so. she's a
1: hooker. I'm assuming. You haven't said that she's a hooker. We're thinking, I'm we're she's thinking a hooker. We're thinking she's
0: a hooker. Okay. She's got... Mind you these are the greatest one of the greatest inventions of all mankind are the yoga pants when they're on the Agreed. proper people <laughs> Agreed yeah this chick not the proper person to be wearing yoga pants Mm-mm. and she's got like a tight fitting shirt on okay with with straps no like sleeves like my t-shirts but like a strap one and her titties she are down by a strap on she was not, but that came later. <laughs> she put the strap you on later. pay extra for that. Yeah. So Dan's trying to talk to this bitch. And she's like, she ain't having any of it. You are this these are my cousins. You were interrupted. We're having fun. This ain't none of your business. I ain't got to give you my information.
1: Didn't look like he was having any fun. Yeah. So
0: then one of the guys who speaks Spanish is trying to talk to them and get their story. And they're like, eh it's no problem, it's, uh, we wrestling, play fighting, whatever.
1: No, 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 no. They, they were Hispanic? Yeah. <laughs> I can tell you exactly what they said. What they say, And exactly how it sounded. Uh-huh. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. You have to say play wrestling in there somewhere. It's okay. It's okay. Play wrestling. No, it's okay. Right. No, no. no, no. It's, it's okay.
0: We think that they picked her up and got her in the car, but then couldn't get her the fuck out when they found out how loony she was. So that's how the fight started. But they're not saying any of that stuff. So she decides she's done talking to Dan, and she's going to walk away, except I'm right there. And I go, where the fuck do you think you're going? Don't talk to me that way. I go, he's not done talking to you. Go back there and talk to him. She goes, I don't have to talk to you shit. So as a matter of fact, all we were going to do is let them go their separate ways. Give me your information, people. Sometimes you'll just get to walk away. But as soon as she pulled that stunt, Now we're going to bring her in for an LO, local ordinance, for fighting. So it went from give me your name and number and stuff and leave to now we're bringing you in for fighting. So we cuff her. She's high, fucking drunk, whatever. She's flipping out. My boss is down the street just watching, like in the dark. And I'm like, she's yelling, you need to call Sergeant Randy of the Fort Wayne, Indiana, Police Department. And I'm like, no. No. She's like, turn your fucking cameras on. You're invading my rights. I said, wait, we ain't got none. (laughs) So you're out of luck.
1: (laughs) Don't get those. And she's
0: screaming bloody murder in the back of the squad. I've never heard someone yell continuously for so long throughout the night. From the minute we put her in the squad car, so then my boss comes over and she's yelling at him through the window. So we're just going to bring her to the station, write her a ticket, get her out. That's it. Signature for the bond. All that shit get to the station. She's kicking and screaming. We lock her in a room, handcuff her to a wall. We have to call a female officer from another department to do a search, of course, before we put her in a cell while we're writing the ticket. Female officer comes. They search her. Okay. She ain't got nothing on but yoga pants and a fucking flimsy shirt. We put her in a cell. She's punching the windows, you know, screaming loud. And then, I don't know, 20 minutes go by. And then dispatch can monitor our cells, of course, from where they're at. And they're like, check your prisoner, check your prisoner. There's smoke in the cell. Like, what? <laughs> we look up, the fucking cell's filling with smoke, run to the back. She set toilet paper on fire in the cell and threw, where she got a lighter? Maybe it was in her prison wallet. I have no idea because the female officer who checked her didn't find a lighter. You know what I mean? And she didn't have a bra on. Her tits are hanging down to the floor. She was practically That's stepping amazing. on them. Yeah. So she sets a fucking toilet paper on fire and then throws it up on top of the, um, the steel cot thing, and then it goes up against the wall. Now, mind you, she's in a brick room. A mattress could start on fire, but she had thrown the mattress on the floor. The mattress sits on a steel-raised bench, you'll just say, Right. So the fire damaged the brick wall with soot. We were able to get it out. We yank her out of there, put her back in the fucking room, handcuff her again, call the same department to send a female officer, then call Chicago because we need a second female officer. Apparently we need two people in there. So we're waiting on Chicago to send a female officer. And I told the rookie, I'm like, yeah, call state's attorney for felony approval for one felony damage to state supported property, which is toilet paper. And because it's ours and the wall, because we have to scrub attempted it. arson, attempted arson, fucking arson. That's yeah. fucking arson,
1: attempted escape. Yeah,
0: so I'd I, get real creative. He shit. calls the state's attorney. Now, mind you, we're in Cook County, the chances of us getting arson are slim to none. And what's that saying? Slim just walked out the door, but yep, he calls it's shift change for. Fucking state's attorney, so we'll get back to you. They call back. He gives them the whole stuff, the whole spiel. State's attorney says, well, I need to know if you've seen it. Before we give you anything, we didn't know if you've seen it. It's on camera. Well, you need to review the camera. If you can see her, light it. Now, here's a one person in a closed cell that starts a fire. No one else is in there, but okay, whatever. He looks at the videotape. You can clearly see her on video. Light the fucking <laughs> toilet paper roll and throw it up on the thing. Okay, calls him back. We got it. We got video. We got all right, let me get back to you. Time goes by. State's attorney gets back. He's like, all right, um, we'll, give you, we'll give you felony arson and felony damage to state-supported property. Giddy up. All right, so rookie hangs up. You get name, right, of the essay, state's attorney. Time, it was given. He starts doing all these notes. He's still writing his report. Meanwhile, they send her. Second, two officers come, search her again. Throw her back in the cell. And now we've got felony stuff. So now he's got to do a, what's called the felony 101 in our depart, in our county. He got to do the states of uh, the case and all that stuff. He starts all that. And then, I don't know, 40 minutes later, dispatch goes, a felony review on on, on a call for you. And he's like, hmm, he doesn't know what's going on. He's just starting. I go, they're going to revoke that fucking arson. I bet you any money. So he gets on the phone with the guy and states, turns like, yeah, um, we're not going to give you the arson. And I. The rookie looks at me, and I just—I started shaking my head. I go, "Find out why." So he's like, "What do you mean?" Well, you know. And then the, the rookie, to his credit, says, "She started a fire in a building where there are people." Everything I read about on the statute—that's an arson. <laughs> the,
1: those are the elements, <laughs> right. of arson. So are your state's attorneys—are they lawyers, or are those? Especially the midnight
0: states attorneys who are just starting, they get forced to work overnights. Um, Okay. And it's Cook County. These these are
1: actual lawyers. Yeah, they're actual
0: lawyers who don't want to give any felony approval for anything because it's Cook County. Jeez.
1: So he finally, even in California, we don't have to call for felony approval. Oh yeah, we We charge it, and then when it comes time for the prelim, we we get to watch the district attorney fuck it up, uh, bargain it down to like,
0: yeah, jaywalking. (laughs) (laughs) So. To the state's attorney's credit, he stuck. He then reversed again and then gave us (laughs) felony approval, right? So now we have to have this prisoner with us all night because she can't bond out, right? She has to go in the morning. The day shift will send her to a bond hearing. So at one point, since I have a camera here, this works. At one point, she's sitting on the bed up against the mattress on the far wall. So the camera's above the door. And then there's a piece of tape over the camera where the, where the toilet is so people can go to the bathroom in private, you know. But we can see her sitting there. And next thing you know, she's got, she's got her shirt up. <laughs> I got, I'm showing on camera. My boobies are sticking. And then she's doing this. She's fucking flipping her titties up and down like this. And then she's, she's got her legs spread apart, and she's smacking it. Just smack, smack, smacking her air, pleasure area down mm-hmm. there. And then she's flipping us off. So titty 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 smack 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 flip off titty 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 titty, titty smack 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 flip off. And I have to call the um, I have to call our dispatch center to get some paperwork sent over. I call them. They pick up the phone. I hear nothing, but everyone's dying in the background. They're all watching it on TV. <laughs> I'm like, when you guys get done entertaining yourself, I need you to send me this. Like, okay, they can barely. No one can keep a straight face. They're just, even the guy that answered the phone can't even answer me without laughing his ass off. She did that for hours, flipping titties, smacking her vagina, and then she's poking her hole with her finger. I'm like, this chick was off the rails, dude. And then they sent her to a bond hearing, and I didn't hear about it until we, went, we had range day outside on Sunday. At range day, the rookie was there, of course, and he had to work the next day, next night. And when he came in, they told him they brought her to bond hearing they found another lighter on her somewhere. After being searched two <laughs> times by three cops and finding one lighter, they had a, she found another lighter on her somewhere, so that thing had to be up in her cooch.
1: Or, so, or?
0: Or her pooper.
1: Or, or her bungholio. Or bongholio. It
0: certainly wasn't under her titty because she kept flipping them up and down. It would have fallen well, out. Well,
1: yeah, it would have flown right out.
0: That was disgusting. But fun. All right, so... <laughs> Onto mass shootings (laughs) after that debacle.
1: Good Lord. And after the mass
0: shooting discussion, we will have a question from a police officer question from super fan, David Franklin, who has agreed to be
1: a guest on the show in the future. Fantastic. Yes. All right. See what happens when you send questions. Eventually we'll ask you to be on. That's right. That's how it works. Okay. So we've had what we, so we had Uvalde. We had uh, Philly. Was it Wisconsin had something at the hospital?
0: Wisconsin had a judge murdered. That guy just murdered a judge. Oh, and, they had that, too? Yeah. Jeez. And he had a, he had a uh, hit list, which included Mitch McConnell. But anyways, but that yay. wasn't a mass shooting. It was just a one shooter.
1: Yeah. No, th- but there was something at a hospital, I think, in Wisconsin, too. Uh, um, I but anyways, we've had them freaking all over. Yeah. And... The thing that's been sitting with me is this always turns into a gun control debate. Every time. Of course. In fact, when Uvalde happened oh, it says over over. i
0: sorry, sorry, over 12 mass shootings, shootings, at okay. least 17 dead in the last week.
1: Okay. All right. of so, of all, what clarifies think, a
0: mass shooting to you? Because I've seen two okay, different of so the
1: the the definition I've seen and I think it's used by the FBI is three or more or more than three, something like that. So we're we're talking in the range of like three, four people shot. It's a mass shooting. Whether or not they die is irrelevant.
0: Right. That doesn't count.
1: So one, I think that's, I mean, granted, yeah. Any type of shooting you go to where you have three victims. I mean, that is odd, but it, So we were in Colorado when Uvalde happened. We were at lunch and instantly, as soon as the news broke, my stepmom goes, well, they're going to, they're going to come after the guns. They're going to come after the guns. She goes, how long before you turned it before it gets uh, turned into a gun control debate? 12 seconds. Well, no, I sat there and I looked at it. I go, you just made it a gun control debate, right? So it's not just, and it's kind of what pisses me off about. The conservative side because they always go, Oh, they're gonna come after our guns, they're gonna come after our guns, and it's all the Democrats, this and going, Well, you motherfuckers are turning it into a gun control debate before they can. By saying, Oh, they're gonna do this, they're gonna do that. How about how about instead of going and looking at the gun, the tool, right? Because I know ever I mean and I'm as two A as the next person, right? We don't and I I love that this gets brought up because it's very narrow-minded and to a very nuanced issue, but the whole, like, well, we don't ban cars for car accidents or for when when someone drives a car into a crowd. Or
0: knives, baseball bats.
1: Exactly. So, again, I think it's a very narrow-minded approach to a very broad Issue because then the other issue that people like to bring up and myself included, I'm just as guilty of it is, well, what about mental health? Well, let's take it a step further. What about what caused the mental health issue that led to somebody thinking that this is okay or getting to the point where they feel like they need to go and murder Right. People a that they the don't kids. know,
0: yeah, especially children. For fuck's sake, I don't know, Brandon. I'm so beyond disgusted with the entire situation. From, I'm I'm not even trying. I'm trying not to even watch the news anymore. And of course, now they're trying to force a bill through, um, through Congress right now in reference to gun control and. Then I saw a stupid news story today on local news here in the Chicagoland area. We have to have a Foid card, which is a firearm owner's identification card. I don't know what the fuck it does, but we're supposed to have it.
1: We can't. It's it stupid. It puts you in a database.
0: Yeah, um, the Illinois State Police, you know, is controlled by them. So you apply through them, and then you do your background check, all that stuff. You can't buy ammo without a valid Foid, and you can't buy a, a gun without a Foid. Yet today on the news, they're saying that they're going to finally crack down on people who are selling ammo with to people who don't have a valid FOID. And I'm like, every store I've ever walked into to legally purchase ammunition has never sold me ammunition without checking to see if my FOID is valid. Once again, the people that are doing it by the rules aren't the problem. It's the fucking people on the side that are selling ammo and guns to the you know dealers and gangbangers, although the kid in Texas was 18 and bought two- I'm not going to call them assault rifles um, two rifles. Well, well, no, it's after he turned eight. not a verb. right. Well, you saw that video. did you see the, was that in our chat group? The video of the know. guy shooting an AR15 at a target, and he goes, "This is a rifle." Then he shoots it at a at a target, and he says, "Now it's an assault rifle." and then he puts it down, and he grabs a golf club. This is a golf club, and he goes and goes nuts on the t- paper target and he goes, "Now it's an assault club."
1: <laughs> That's what it is, right? <laughs> How do you like that Yeah, How do you like that. yeah. But, okay, so how do we how do we solve it? Because that's the thing. It's a problem, right? We we I think we can all agree. We a have a gun health violence. Well, we have a gun problem. violence
0: problem, and a lot okay, of so how do we solve it? Are with the mental? Um, I don't say mental illness, though. Most of these people that are doing this obviously are not right in the head, right?
1: Well, what about your average gangbanger? Most of them don't suffer from any
0: kind of mental health, don't they? You don't think that the way that they're raised and they think is normal and right? I'm so glad you said that. Right? How about we keep dads and kids' lives? Hmm. There's a novel concept.
1: How about we don't treat masculinity as something that should be booed and something that should be celebrated? Because true masculinity isn't this stereotypical bravado that... Just puts people down. I would say stereotypical masculinity is that of a protector and provider. Right. And if you don't have a protector and provider in society, what do you have? You have chaos. Yes. So how about we address that issue? How about we take these kids? Right. What What is the devil's plaything? Time. Idle hands. Yeah. Idle hands are the work of the devil. These kids don't have shit to do. They sit around all day and they f- play fuck-fuck on the idiot box in front of them all day. Let's encourage getting kids, you know, like teenage kids, jobs. Give them something to do after school. Let's get them involved in sports. Let's provide some sort of, and I don't think it's, I don't think the government has any place doing this because when has the government ever successfully run any sort of program?
0: Yeah. You know what? It- I'm watching that show right. we just finished, right? We own this city. Treat Williams was in and he looks fucking horrible. Like I get hit by an old man bus, but whatever. <laughs> um, I didn't even recognize him until I saw his name on the screen. I got, Oh my God, that's treat Williams. But he plays an officer who worked in Baltimore for over 30 years. And then he retires. He was one of the good ones. And then he's teaching and um, he's trying to discuss with the DOJ woman who's doing the investigation. And he's like, we have a, he says, it's a great document you made. It's, it's, it's true of what you're writing about, the injustices and the abuse of power and the beatings, and the, but what you're not talking about is someone coined the term drug war, so a war, which means you have to have soldiers and you're going to have victims. And he goes, that whole term has just corrupted everything in the United States and turned so much stuff on its head. Because of the way, you know, that's a battle you've lost, one of them. Yeah. And uh, I don't know, there's so much shit to think about with these mass, these shootings. And to me, it's all it's all mental health. Now, you can mention the gangbangers, but yeah, I think they suffer from look, mental health uh, as well.
1: But my, my point is, yes, we can try and treat the mental health with a mental health care system that does not work, period, point blank. And I have loved ones that work in it. It doesn't work, and they'll tell you straight to your face, it doesn't work. It is broken beyond repair. You need to wipe the slate clean and start all over. But how about we go a step further and try to prevent the mental illness from taking hold? Some of it's preventable. Some of it's trauma-induced, right? You grew up in a fatherless home where your dad was in jail the entire time with gangbanger activity with committing crimes and living a life of violence. Well, what the fuck do you think the kids are going to do?
0: Right. That's exactly what they're going to do.
1: Cause it's that's generational. We it's yeah. w- when you boil a human being down, we are very simple. We are monkey see monkey do.
0: I thought you were going to go Jeffrey Dahmer on me for a minute.
1: I I, I thought about it. <laughs> for <started> a second. <laughs> talking
0: about boiling human beings. and I thought you went down another path.
1: Or like, as I said in my head, I'm like, Oh, that, that doesn't <laughs> that's sound <not> great. <laughs> I need to hurry up and make this point. <laughs> <laughs> it's just sad that everyone tries to like it. Uh, so it, fine. You do universal background checks and you limit the capacity of a magazine to 10 rounds. And, and you do all these things that have been proven to not work in the past. It, it's still a band band-aid for a for bullet wound. And the argument still exists that no criminal is going to follow that. No, no matter what. It's just, just, it's simple. It's, it's not going to happen. So how about we, one, it's a two pronged attack. You treat it on the, on the front end with the family life and you get these kids early and you get them doing things, right? You get them into these STEM programs that, that schools have and you get them working with their hands and doing stuff. And then on the back end because there's a whole segment that we just failed as a society. I mean, let's call it what it is. Society has failed an entire segment of the population. And let's try to go, Hey, if you do this, it's not probation. It's not do 10 years and you're good to go. It's 25 to life. First offense. Yeah. Why not?
0: And they're going to say that, and something that was pointed out in the show, because it's Baltimore, so they, their demographics are different, you know. But you have jails filled with adult black men who don't know any different, but what else are we supposed to do? I don't know. White, right. black, it's, blue, looked, green. You, can't, you, you have can't. to have consequences for your actions, for one, but there also has to be something to help you get out of that behavior.
1: Yes, so like and you can't start a program like this without the immediacy of like oh well a certain kind of person is always in there yes because if you want to check and and i so for anybody that asks or is gonna say oh you're just a republican yes i registered as a republican but if you look at my voting record i'm more libertarian than anything else i just register as a republican so i have a say in the primary just like annie's a democrat so that way we have a say in the primary shit's chess; it ain't checkers so the democrats if you look at their voting history the left has continually put in place policies and programs to incentivize keeping poor people poor they want to talk about oh how you know stuff disproportionately affects you know black and brown people well it's because you refuse to let them to get out of the gutter yeah, you incentivize staying there. You incentivize, hey, have that fifth kid. We'll, we'll give you more food stamps. We'll give you more government assistance. We'll give you more housing. You can't take care of the fifth kid. You couldn't take care of the first kid, but we're gonna let we're gonna incentivize you having more kids.
0: And then when it, your kid it, gets in trouble, we're gonna make it so they don't stay locked up for long because it's you know it's bad for them.
1: No, so. and we're gonna institutionalize them and you're going to glorify the behavior because you're a piece of shit. So I, I wanted to get that part of it off my chest. And then I think we got to talk about the response to the active shooter in Uvalde, right?
0: Yeah. um, So, so for the people who have joined our show, Past episode seven, if you haven't listened to from the beginning, episode seven was one of the most powerful episodes because it was you who had to respond to with your people that you didn't even know in law enforcement that you went into an active shooter for the VTA. Yes. And you guys did what we're trained to do, and that's go in right away.
1: Yeah, you don't wait, you go in. You're a one-man fucking team.
0: It's not just waiting for now, especially when you go into a school and there's an active shooter. Um,
1: Yes, and here's part of it I want to address because there's been so much that has come out that has been proven as lies or as inaccurate and all this other stuff. One thing that I know for certain from my time in the military to even four years as being a cop, you cannot do a proper AAR or after-action report even weeks after the event, it takes months, sometimes years to do an after action because people have asked me like, oh, well, what do you think of them standing by? I'm like, well, what did they know? Were they hearing gunshots? Were they hearing stimulus Were you know, wh- what did they know? What tools did they have? Because. When someone's barricade and this sounds really callous, it really does. Especially when you throw in the fact that there's, you know, fourth grade kids. I have a kid that's going into the fourth grade. So I know how shitty this sounds. But if you have a guy that's barricaded in a classroom that's already murdered 19 kids that are in that classroom. They're not getting any debtor.
0: No. And then that becomes your barricaded subject. And, yes. And tactics And then change. everything,
1: everything slows down. Right.
0: People don't that don't do our job, don't understand the difference between an active shooter and a barricaded subject and what you're supposed to do between those two are huge differences.
1: Because here's the thing. If if people want us to rush in on a barricaded person, fine. That's fine. Just tell me the rules I'm playing by. Just understand that by by telling us, go ahead, rush in on a barricaded person, you're going to have far more officer-involved shootings. And you're going to have far more dead cops. So if you're okay with that, then fine, just tell us what rules we're playing by so we can at least adapt. Now, I don't agree with the decisions that were made because I think you can take all the, you know, standard protocols and all that stuff that we play by and you can throw that out the window when it involves kids. I in my short career everything changes when it's a, when you have a kid victim. Everyone works a little bit harder. You take chances that you probably wouldn't normally take because there's nothing more innocent and more precious than the life of a kid.
0: yeah I don't know I, from what I've read that the chief or whoever was the commanding officer on that scene uh, yeah
1: the uh, was it the school district chief? Yeah. School district, because they have their own police department for the, for the, right, school, for the district. school district.
0: Um, I thought I read where he understood it to be after like two shots or whatever that it was a barricaded subject.
1: Yeah, and that's I think that's the, I don't want to call it an excuse, or at least that's no, the, the reasoning he gave was that right, he thought it was a barricaded. Now barricade. we have a
0: barricaded subject and we know that there's a difference on how to go about a barricaded subject. Yeah. Um, it wasn't until he then continued to fire after that then they realized well he's he's in a room and he's yeah, and, and he's and being an active
1: shooter i mean and maybe it's just a um, a deficiency in training because that's the way that we train it is you'll you know you have an active shooter okay cool we're going in boom boom right. boom and then all of a sudden you lose that stimulus well then you slow down and it becomes systematic right and then all of a sudden that that gunfire that stimulus pops back up and then you drive to it and you start, you know, you bypass all this other stuff to get to it. And then once it right. goes away, then, okay, now we have to do slow systematic. So maybe it was a deficiency in training where they didn't have that and they weren't able to change that gear. So
0: I don't know. Yeah, we don't know. Um, I don't know much about school police departments.
1: Uh, I know it's the they... guys that couldn't get hired in a city or county.
0: Yeah, and then like what I, what are their training resources? And First of all, those are the... <laughs> Let's clarify this school police departments where kids are, should be training more for rapid deployment than we do.
1: And for active shooter situations, that should be, I mean,
0: I have, they hit
1: on most,
0: right? I don't know what their training budget is or how they line up their training regiment, or maybe they do train for that. Um,
1: Well, I'm sure they have a shoestring budget. Let's face it. It's sure. But anyways. in today's world, but yeah, it was just it was really sad to see and it was even sadder to see people jump all over people that they don't understand one. How active shooter protocols work two the difference between a barricade and an active shooter and then three, you don't know what they knew, right? it's, you know, you have to judge them off the information that they had on the time. Yeah. We can all sit here and say that we would have just, you know, gung ho gun gone, gone in there, you know, safety to hell and, and handled the problem. Well, it's all fun, fun and games and fine to say yeah, when, when you don't have to put your money where your mouth is.
0: Under Monday morning quarterbacking.
1: Yeah. So i I don't know. I was a little bit more, I guess sensitive to that one because that happened like almost, I think the day before the uh, anniversary of VTA.
0: Has it been that long already?
1: Yeah, it was the 26th.
0: Wow. I just, I'm glad my kids are out of grade school and high school. I'm glad my
1: kids are homeschooled. We had that conversation in Colorado. I was like, man, I'm glad they're homeschooled because I don't got to worry about that. Someone tries to shoot up the school that they're at; they're gonna die real quick. Yeah,
0: yeah. All right. Do you have any more on that? Cause
1: no, that's pretty much was, all I it wanted was you to. That brought to you say,
0: not Mike, That's Brandon. Well,
1: yeah. What well, it? You have to. I would say more anger than depression.
0: Yeah, but it's. I mean, it's just a sad thing that everyone. Yeah, it's a is I mean, aware it's a sad
1: of. state yeah. where. I mean, even my department today, we had a shooting, a uh, gang shooting that occurred inside of a public library where there were school-aged children. It could have been horrible. Thankfully, the only person that got shot was like – I don't want to s- – it was the intended target. How about that?
0: <laughs> that works.
1: It was the one time they
0: were accurate. Right. Maybe he was really fat and they couldn't miss. I don't know.
1: That's true. I don't know. I don't know which gangster it was. Right, we don't know. Could be like. But it was in the. It was in the part of the city that I used to work. So maybe I can find out which gangster it was. And be like, oh yeah, no, he's fat, he's yeah. big guy. <laughs> Get back to me. On <laughs> that. They they call him Quicks. Yeah, or small it, or, what, or tiny. It, it, it's in yeah, tiny or
0: smalls. Tiny, smalls. Yeah. In either case, it's a gangbanger who's dead. Who was just probably going to. No, he's egg.
1: not dead. He's alive. Oh, it damn. was a
0: non-life-threatening injury. Uh, he shot him in the leg.
1: or no, I mean, that's actually better if there was like small kids in the library. Like, you don't want them to see no, that. Like the homicide I to went it, to, that. there was yeah. a, um, a Hindi church that was like getting ready to let out. So like my job was to protect them. And like this poor bastard is laying out in the parking lot. And, like there's kids like poking their heads. I'm like, get the fuck back inside. And so there's nothing to see here.
0: Nothing Step to away. see here.
1: Move along. Yeah. Some lady goes. Is he dead? Nope, like, just sleeping. Know.
0: Sleeping on the pavement. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. He spilled He's some Kool Aid. Wound to his head. <laughs> he spilled some Kool Aid next to his head. Don't worry about it. It's fine. It's, it's fine. Not blood. He's just really tired. tired. He's sleepy. <laughs> she, <laughs> that just reminds me of uh, that Arnold Schwarzenegger, Jamie Lee Curtis, True Lies, and <laughs> and oh oh she looks maybe oh yeah she's got his head, her head in his lap and then you know. What's his name? He's like, maybe she's sleepy. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's <laughs> sleepy. He's laying on the ground. <sighs> hey, guess what? We have a, a law enforcement question.
1: We have a
0: question. We do, from
1: superfan. None other than.
0: David Franklin. So I have it on my phone. The modern technology is going to allow me to play this <laughs> through the podcast machine.
1: Make it making an awfully big assumption
0: at least it worked in (laughs) pre-show trials
1: okay fingers crossed hey what's up guys David from 516 woodworks seems like i'm always sending something woodworking related but how about i send you something that is uh, leo related so both of you are at different stages in your law enforcement career looking back on your career looking forward on your career Have you wanted to be a part of a specialty unit but you never got the opportunity to? Or is there a specialty unit that you would like to apply and be a part of? A little bit different of a question, but definitely want to hear your guys' answer. Stay safe on the street. Thanks, David. Uh, Awesome question. I love this question. Yeah, man. This is like the first cop question that we've gotten. Ever!
0: Forty three episodes no, no, no. in. We, we, oh, did,
1: we did we did get a, a cop question, but it was like clarifying like like a part of the vehicle code or something like that. Oh which, yeah.
0: Right. I mean, oh is that that was Troy? Was that Troy's I, I don't question? Remember, I don't
1: I don't remember who it was. Okay. But it was it it was a good question. It was a good cop question. So I I don't want to say it's the very first cop question, but it's the first like Hey, what about you guys? Yeah. So in the spirit of new things, Mike. Oh me? You go first. I'm honored because I'm almost done. (laughs) So, uh, and you've also been a part of a lot of things. So this is going to take a while for you.
0: It won't take, I won't, I won't go on and on, but what's cool is I just had a job interview and the sergeant that was looking at my resume said, um, Mike, I'm going to be honest with you. You have an amazing resume are you sure you want to sit in a room all day with all? he said to me, all the shit you've done, you want to sit in a room? And I said, is there a window in the room? And he goes, there's no (laughs) windows. And I go, that's okay. I could pull something up on the computer. I go, you're not going to lock me in there. Are you? You're going to let me out to like bring evidence to the lab and work with investigations bathroom. Yeah. And then the (laughs) HR person goes, no, no, we're going to lock you in. We didn't want anybody to find out. But as he was looking at my resume, I have done a lot of shit, you know, um, FTO and PIO field training officer, public information officer, fire investigator, evidence technician, forensic investigator, two homicide teams, you know, uh, truck enforcement officer, recruiting officer, but two things I always wanted to do. And I had a chance to try out for the first one and that's beyond the SWAT team. So we don't have a SWAT team at my department, but our village pays to be part of what's called NIPIS, Northern Illinois Police Emergency System. And then NIPIS has a SWAT team. And they also have like the crowd control team, which you, you call it. I forget what the name of it is. You've mentioned just it
1: before. A, a mobile field force.
0: Thank you, mobile field force. That's that name. To that me just is regular odd.
1: patrol officers are like, hey, dude, that's your job today. Well, if we call for it, you go.
0: Yeah. So ours is part of NIPIS. And then they have a bike unit. But SWAT, I always wanted to do SWAT. And. I had a chance to try out for the NIPA SWAT team early in my career. I think I'd been on the job for maybe two years. And I was on midnights at the time. I was also working security at a hotel. And this comes into play because I had to work at the hotel before I worked a 3 to 11 shift, or actually 2.30 to 10.30 at the hotel, and then worked my 11 to 7 shift at the police department. And the NIPA test was at like 8 in the morning. So there was no fucking way I could go because it it was like a physical test and running and shooting. And I had just worked, you know, 16 hours on three hours of sleep. So I decided not to go. I put in for it. I just didn't show up because I was dead ass tired. And one of my very good friends that I hike with, my buddy Mark, who's now a sergeant, he went and he got it. And he worked Nipis and he ended up being a commander on one of the entry teams. And he did it uh, for shit, 18 years. He got off of it when he got promoted to sergeant. So um, that's one thing I always wanted to do. And then the other was always wanted to be a detective. Um, We have a shitload of cases in our department that we normally had four detectives that they split it amongst themselves. Now they've they've lowered it to three because we lost one. My buddy Brian retired. They've already said they're not replacing him with a fourth detective. So that's gone for me. I was up for consideration before I retired the first time. It was between me and my buddy Kevin, and a guy who had three years on the job. But the guy with three years on the job was politically connected, as was our new chief, so he got the detective position over me. And their excuse was, I've got too much experience (laughs) with all the homicides and stuff I'd been on forensic side. They wanted to give someone else a chance. It was all bullshit. So never got to be a detective, and I'm retiring soon, so that's never going to happen, and never got to be on SWAT. So that's my two.
1: So I'm at a, a stage where I can actually start testing. So our department says, like, hey, you got to be on for three years before you can even start testing for for any of these units. And I'm pretty fortunate that I work in a place that has a lot of different specialized units. And a lot of openings. Yes, yes. People are dropping like flies. Oh, you remember the kid I told you about, Special Ed? Yeah. He (laughs) quit. Of course. That happened last week. Nice. Um, But no, there's a handful of things that I'd like to do. One of the things I'd like to do is I'd like to be a gang detective. I like gang stuff. It's, it fascinates me so much. Um, But that uh, robbery would be a nice unit to get into to work robberies, carjacking, stuff like that. But then I've always kind of limited myself on things and said like, hey, like you're not you're not that high speed, right? You're not that high speed low drag. Which is why I never when I was in the military, I never really tried for our we had a base SWAT team or a tactical response force for the news. I never tried out for that. Because it was like, oh no, that's you're not that guy. So I've decided in my aging, my thirty-five years of existence on this earth to stop fucking doing that. And uh, one of the units that I would really like to eventually get into would be our covert response unit. This is similar to, think, like um, L.A. Sheriff uh, Major Crimes. Okay. It's all covert. It's a lot of surveillance. And all you do is apprehend the worst of the worst. So when there's a homicide suspect that needs to go get picked up, The SWAT team works with the covert response team. And if he's stationary in a house, the SWAT team will hit it. If he's mobile in a car, the covert unit will do something similar to what's called a car jam and take him out of the car that way. Um, And it's nothing. All you do is work high profile cases. That's all you do.
0: That sounds fun.
1: So I would like to do that. If and when that time comes, if this show is still in existence, we may have to change some things (laughs) because I won't be able to talk about cases.
0: No, you'll just have to talk about things that you're seeing that aren't related to your cases. And the video could be an issue. (laughs) Oh, that you You'll have to wear a mask. Like Like a Batman mask.
1: I don't wear a mask when I'm supposed to wear a
0: mask. Not, not. I'm certainly not doing that. Not that a COVID mask, but a Batman oh. cowl will hide your identity and allow your mouth to be free of anything in the way.
1: Okay, well, maybe we can
0: do. That. I want. I wore one to a Sox game
1: once. I believe that
0: <laughs> it's on video. I have a. <laughs> I have a copy.
1: <laughs> but yeah, those that's the the those are the kind of the three things that I'd really like to get into. Those are cool.
0: Yeah, So, and you have, God willing, tons of time to get into that stuff, and I hope that you get a chance to do as much of it as you want because I told the rookie that we're training now, I'm like, listen, man, um, it's funny, I just went off on this little, it was him and I and, and his FTO in the squad room, and somehow it came up how this is the greatest job in the world and the people I've met through my job, in other states. It's just amazing. So I went off on this whole tangent. And uh I almost brought a tear to my eye. And the rookie's like, Wow. <laughs> I'm like, listen man, you picked a, an amazing f-. he's in the military as well. He's now he's gone for two weeks on leave for um his basic training stuff that he has to do every year. They do two weeks. So I think he's in reserves, army reserves. So he's serving the Guard. National Guard. So he's serving the country and National Guard. Two
1: weekends a month, or one weekend a month, two weeks a year.
0: Yeah. So that's what he's doing. Um, so he's serving the country and uh, community, in the army and law enforcement. So give him props for doing that. But uh, I told him, listen, don't. And this is up to you. Anybody in our field of work, right? Your department has way more resources than mine. I get to wear many hats because I wanted to. So we have patrolmen that are just patrolmen. That's cool because we need everyone to be you know, patrolmen as well. And, and at one time I, was, I had two cell phones and a pager I was carrying because of a homicide team and a fire investigating team. I mean, that's the person I am. But you can develop your own path. And I told them, if you want to do shit, put in for it. Just do it. Go in, Or if you just want to be a patrolman, just be a patrolman. But the young guys, and I consider you a young guy because you're 21 years younger than me. Um, you, you have a chance you're you're new you're still in your department you know coming on you're in your fourth year you have a, a lot to do you have a lot of choices to make so i hope you get to do the stuff that you want to because you have a long career ahead of you and it would just be amazing if you got to do that stuff that you want really want to do so put in for it and go for it that's what i tell all the young guys and if you don't like our department because it's too small go to a fucking big department go somewhere where they have like yours where there's all kinds of channels that you can go to in all different directions that you can be a part of. I, I would have loved to been a homicide detective. I worked homicides as a forensic guy and worked with the detectives, but I wanted to go with the detectives and do their shit too, you know what I mean? And it's, they're like, come in then when, when you're not on call and it's not your homicide that you're working on forensics. I'd come in and ride along, and I never did it because I was too busy. So, but I wanted to do it as a job, as part of my career, but I didn't get a chance to. But still, I've built a pretty impressive resume.
1: I'll say so, it's like six miles long.
0: It is, it is long.
1: And distinguished. So We watched the original Top Gun yesterday. So. Ah, nice. Long and distinguished. Long and distinguished. Popped into my head. Nice.
0: Yeah, so that um, we can end this. I, I did have a, a job interview for an evidence technician, property control guy. So in a very nice police department in a city that's right next to where I bought my first house. And my kids were born in that city in the hospital there. It's a great community, and uh, their chief died on Monday. My interview was on Wednesday. I'm like, is it even still happening? I don't know because obviously the chief died, and then I never got an email that the HR person sent me twice. I think her server doesn't like Yahoo. So the deputy chief sat in on the um, interview for like five minutes, and then, of course, there's two deputy chiefs, and they're running around with their heads cut off because of the chief passed away. So uh, I thought it went well. But that was one of the last questions was that sergeant said to me, you know, you sure you're going to want to be in a room after looking at your resume. And I told him, I said, I have love what I've done in law enforcement. I'm very proud of my career and what's on that piece of paper. And the two sergeants said, you should be. And I said, but listen, this past weekend, I had to be up all weekend for a shooting on Sunday and a you know, wedding on Saturday. And so I slept two hours on Friday, two and a half hours on Friday to flip my schedule. On Saturday, I drove my son to the airport. My wife was with me. We went to breakfast. We went to Home Depot. We came home. We brought in 36 sheets of drywall. We did stuff all day and night. I, have, I haven't had a day like that in five years. It's been five years since I've been able to do that on a Saturday with my family. And then on Monday, of course, it's a holiday. I got to work, so I'm sleeping. Slept for three hours, got up with a massive headache, went downstairs to get some aspirin. She's outside with a dog and I went outside to sit by her And she's like why are you awake I told her "You know, I got a headache whatever and She's all sad because it's Monday My son's in London My daughter's at her boyfriend's house I'm supposed to be sleeping And she's home on a holiday by herself So I go to bed I get up She's cooking one cheeseburger On the, on the stove even Not even on the grill She's like this is my Memorial Day cheeseburger All by herself And kind of crying And I'm like yeah so I told the sergeant, you're going to ask me if I'm ready to be in a room and work 7 to 3.30 every day, Monday through Friday, with evenings and weekends and holidays off? Yeah, I'm ready. He's like, all right. So supposed to hear something this week. I don't know. There was 230 applicants. They only interviewed eight of us. So we'll That's, see where it goes. I'd
1: say you got a better than a 50-50 shot.
0: Yeah, I've got a 15% chance, actually, if you do that.
1: Well, yeah, that if, you're like, if you're into <laughs> math.
0: It's point – one five, whatever it is, I'm trying to think of. What's half of a quarter? Yeah, I don't know. One, f- yeah. So, anyways, that was uh, that was our law enforcement week, and I'm looking at. We can end the show if you don't want to do any of the woodworking stuff because it's been long enough. So, um, we can, all I've
1: been doing is tiling, and I'm about to go do more of it.
0: All right, so you're tiling. I'm working on the island, and I've got another affiliate program, but I can talk to you about that. <laughs>
1: No, no, no. Who's giving you free shit now?
0: All right. So uh, there's a company called Brightify on Amazon, and they reached out to me. Now, on my YouTube channel, I have a deadbolt video. My deadbolt broke, and I couldn't get out of the house. (laughs) So I took my phone, and I recorded a video, which has 150,000 views on it, (laughs) of how to fix your deadbolt. It's still going. Years later. I'm still getting responses to this video. So someone that owns a lock company saw my video on YouTube and reached out to me, and they sent me a push-button deadbolt lock system for free, and they want me to shoot a video on it and put it on my YouTube channel and on Instagram. So that company is called Brightify, and then it allowed me to set up an affiliate program on Amazon so where people can buy the lock system through Amazon, and then I'll get... You know, through the link through my get a cut, I'll get a cut so that I have to do within three weeks of getting it. I got it last week, but I've been working my ass off. So I haven't even opened the box. It's behind me right here on, the, on my bench. Uh, they actually just sent an, e- an email. How's it going? I'm like, mm, I haven't even opened the box. Still at my regular job working. So I got to do that next weekend and film that for the YouTube channel. And then today, Joey had texted me this morning, Joey Mayberry. I said, hey, man, how do you like those Brunt boots that you're wearing? Because Brunt sent me some boots. I've been wearing them at the range, at work, on patrol, in the shop, and I absolutely love them. They're the most comfortable boots I've ever worn. And I've had Rock Rooster send me boots. Oh, they suck. They, they, just, they didn't break in very nice, so I haven't worn them because they're really heavy. They weigh like, it's like a Volkswagen Beetle on yeah. each foot, and they don't break in really easily. So Brunt work sent me um, some boots. I tried them out. I've been posting it on my stories with their stuff. And uh, today I reached out to them and said, listen, some of the guys at work are interested in buying these boots. My buddy Joey wants to order some. And they said uh, they're putting together a promo code of MWW10 for 10% off coupon for anybody that wants to order that. So they're going to let me know when that's live. And then I'll share that with everybody. So other than that. I'd have to
1: get in on that.
0: Yeah, they're great boots, man. I know the fireman goes. What happened to your shiny boots? Because I was wearing Corfam boots just so they're shinier than Danny's boots because Danny shines his boots really well, and I'm too old to be doing that shit anymore. And they don't breathe well. (laughs) so Your feet get really hot.
1: That that kid that quit would wear Corfam boots. I made him go change his boots. (laughs) I said, you're not wearing that shit in my car.
0: They look so nice, but they don't let your feet breathe very well.
1: No. You're cheating. They do look nice, but yeah. you put forth no effort well, into making them look that way. I used to spray it with Windex.
0: Yeah, or Pledge. I used to um, shine my boots every day off. You know, we'd have, we'd work, at the time, we worked six days in a row. So on those two days off, I was polishing my boots. And then it continued for like 18 years. And then finally I'm like, fuck this. I'm too, <laughs> I am got too much other shit going on. When I have to be in my shop, you know, doing work stuff. Uh, so, oh, and I have a drywall guy that hung. He came to... Came to price my job. I had four guys that never even wanted to return a price to me. One guy was way too expensive. So I've been telling everyone I needed 20 sheets of drywall that were coming to give me prices, and I'd send them pictures. This guy comes. He walks in. He looks at my ceiling. I said, "Uh, it's about 20 sheets. And he goes, no, no, it's like 30 sheets. I'm like, 30? I'm not a drywall expert. Now, I am the midnight handyman, formerly known as the minute handyman, I said, all right, 30 sheets. So he goes, get the 30 sheets, get this, that, and that. Go to Home Depot last Saturday. And I can need 30 sheets of drywall. and, the, and the, I
1: thoroughly, I laughed really hard <laughs> watching those stories.
0: The, the clerk goes, why won't you buy 34? Because you'll get a discount. And I'm like, but I don't need 34? And she's like, you'll Sorry. save like $50 buying four more sheets. Because they discount each sheet so much. That was going to save like 50 bucks. I'm like, all right, get All right. I go, will you load it? Oh yeah, we'll load it. I'm like, all right, I'm right out here in my pickup. Okay. So I buy 34 sheets of drywall. Then I'm filming it for my stories. And Kim's like, I'm not watching this because they're going to hit your truck. And then you're going to get all mad. I'm-, I'm like, they're fine. They're professionals. They know what they're doing. Mm. <coughs> Drove the fork truck right into my fucking tailgate. <laughs> Bam i like, God damn it. So then I had to file a claim with them, HBO, or with uh, Home Depot and stuff. And then the claim people call me this week and say, you've got 15 days to get your truck to a body shop and get us pictures and an estimate before we determine liability. They're going to determine liability. The fucking guy hit my truck with a fork truck. I have it on videotape. So anyways, I get all the drywall home, right? We carried in. You saw the video, the, the reel of all stacking up. 34 sheets. Drywall guy comes. I'm at the range at the shooting during the day on limited sleep. So I got to come home and sleep so I can stay up all night. And he texts me, Hey, I want to come tonight on Sunday. I'm like, um, all right. He goes, seven o'clock. I'll be there at seven o'clock. Okay. So I go, I'll be home at seven o'clock. Cause I was, we were shooting from 11 to seven. He goes, all right. So I, I get home. He comes. I said, how much do you think you're going to get done tonight? He goes, well, I'm hoping he had one, one helper with him. I'm hoping to get it all done tonight. That's pretty ambitious. Oh, okay. I'll be down in the shop. Oh, first, I got to take a nap. I got to sleep for two hours, and then I'll be in the shop. Can't sleep because it's all like, you know, all that noise. Can't sleep. Get up. I said, I'm going to be down in the shop. He's like, okay. 20 to 1 in the morning, he calls me up. He's like, I got some good news and bad news. I'm like, bad news first. He looks over at the pile and he goes, you have some drywall left. 14 fucking sheets.
1: (laughs) Hold on. And you bought 34? Yes. Okay, 34. Yes. You have 14 left. Uh-huh. So if we take 14 from 34, we're left with carry that. Yeah. Divide. 20. He used 20 sheets. Hmm. Hey, Mike, how many sheets did you say it was going to take? 20.
0: <laughs> huh. So now up there, I've also got two huge boxes of premixed mixed uh, mud and three bags that I have to return. Because he had me get five bags and four boxes. And I'm like, now I got to return that shit. So I had to return all that drywall. 14 sheets. Oh, and I got a new neighbor. He just moved in across the street as a young guy. So before I went to get the drywall real quick, I walked across the street to meet him. His name's Rich. Him and his wife and his mother-in-law. They just bought the house. It's his first house. He's in his 30s like you. And I, he's like, uh, met your wife. Kim, as soon as she saw them move in, she brought a cooler with drinks and water and pop and some food while they were moving in. And so she met them then. So I said, yeah, I'm going to run and get some drywall. And, because he had a drywall truck guy over at his house. I was, that's how we got on the drywall thing. He said, if you need my help, let me know. I'll be around. I'm like, okay, cool. So we go to Home Depot. He's at Home Depot. As I'm going to pick up the drywall, I see him and his mother-in-law. So we wave, and he goes, we're outside. And I got the drywall coming out. And he goes, so uh, what time? He's looking at his watch. What time are you going to be hanging, uh, pr- bringing that stuff in the house? And I go, I don't know, about half an hour. And he goes, okay, I might have something to do. But if I'm home, <laughs> he starts giving me that line. He's joking. But we get home. Dude, that shit's heavy, and I got the ultralight stuff, but it was two sheets at a time we're carrying, and it was just her and I. And we get 15 trips, so we got one trip left, right? No, 17, 16 trips, one left to go. And we see him outside. of. He just gets, pushes his lawnmower around, and he waves to me. He goes, how's it going with the drywall? Kim's like, please let him take the last one. I go, no, we're good. Good timing, buddy. We already got it all in the house. It's like, oh, man, I'm sorry. I'm like, "Uh uh-huh, yeah, that's all right. I got you. I know. So anyways. uh, So now, yeah, it looks like Dexter's murder room in my house. There's plastic everywhere. (laughs) It's a fucking disaster. And he was supposed to come today and do the sanding part. Yeah. And then um, start priming and painting. But he sprayed paint in his eye, he said. He texted Kim. (laughs) So he's (laughs) going to come today. And now in the morning, it's midnight. It's 1220. At 6, I got to run to the paint store and get all the paint and primer, and then I got to run to the Menards to get stuff for the vanity or the island um, and go to breakfast. So that's how I'm going to end my night, getting all the shit for him to come tomorrow. So this guy. All right, so um, we had a – do you want to do the police officer stuff or no? We'll do it next week. I'm
1: I'm really tired. Yeah.
0: We've kept Brandon (laughs) up way too long. So – We'll get uh, to the Officer Down Memorial page next week. We will be on track again for a while. I don't have vacation coming up. Maybe a possible career change, but that won't affect next week's recording. So, uh, and you're not, going, you're not going on vacation. So, I, I'm just, no, I'm at the problem. point where I'm just going to be at the police department for another 15 years. And I'll, I'll do a 40-year yeah. career or whatever. So,
1: why not? <laughs> I'm at this gonna, point. Get,
0: I'm never going to get hired by anybody else. <laughs> uh, so, uh, if someone would like to send a question or what, anything to us, what do they do?
1: Uh, so they can record a voice memo much like David Franklin did <clears throat> excuse me and then you can email it to handcuffsandsawdustpodcast at gmail.com you can also write in a question and send it to the same email address or you can DM it I to thought- <laughs> Razo. shut up I'm, I'm trying to remember stuff. there's a lot of pressure it, right here not so much here we're here, but right here. <laughs> no, nope, you look fine. I don't see anything. <laughs> so you can send a DM on Instagram to Morazo Woodworking at Full House Woodworking or at the Handcuffs and Sawdust Podcast.
0: When you said you can write, I thought you were going to give them my personal home address, and they can write me a letter. They could do that. I don't care. No, I don't want anyone. To know I'm not going to give them
1: your personal address. Okay, they can thanks. DM me, and then I'll give it to them. All
0: right, Or they can just Google it. I'm sure it'll come up because that's. I'm sure it's there. That's how we protect our police officers and judges and stuff. Our information's out there in the public. I'm sure it'll be fine. If you're going to bring me something, bring me some food. What's
1: the worst that could happen?
0: <laughs> all right. Thanks for listening to episode 43 and watching on YouTube. Like, share, save, ring the bell. Do all that fun stuff. Most importantly, stay safe in the shop and on the streets, Brandon. You too. Love you, buddy. Back Peace! At you. I just woke up the cat.